Welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast that starts things off with A Slice of Life, which covers unique and interesting stories that are inspired by true and personal events. But it doesn't stop there. Following A Slice of Life, I take one story from my collection of many and share it with you. So, if you're looking for that special something to start or end your day, you're in the right place. And the great part is, you can listen to all my podcasts for free, anywhere, at any time. So with that, let's get started. Hi folks, how's you going? Good, I hope. The lovely wife and I are making out pretty good these days. Not too many complaints, other than what is taking place in our world today. And not much we can do about it, other than take the precautions necessary to protect ourselves and family. I have to admit, though, that I have been getting a lot of exercise lately by by shaking my head in disbelief of what some people are doing these days, which kind of relates to the story I've lined up for you today. And what would that be? Well, I found that there has been a lot of people throughout my life that I thought were pretty smart, only to find out when I got to really know them that, well, let's just say, There are different versions of being smart. I know what you're thinking, but it is a fact. And then there are what some call being stupid. When it comes to being stupid, I have found that I have made some pretty good friends that others have said were stupid or dumb, only to find out that, yes, they might have been off the mark in some ways, but I enjoyed being around them. Why is that? Well, as far as I can figure, I think the problem is that certain people, like myself, realize that there are different versions of being stupid as there is being smart. Sure, there has been some people I have found throughout my life that were totally out to lunch, so to speak, which is a norm, I suppose. The worst part about those kind of folks is that they actually believe it, that they are the cleverest people alive. I have also had friends that were actually really smart, but when talking to them, they didn't seem smart at all. They just had a hard time choosing the right words when getting into a conversation. Happens to the best of us, including myself. And then I have had friends that are amazingly smart and knows exactly how smart they are. To me, those are the ones that build the future for all to enjoy. Their models is, is... Just because the past might not have turned out quite right doesn't mean that the future can't be made into something outstanding. The thing is, though, after all I have learned over the years, I have found that no matter how much I know, my knowledge is just a drop in the bucket, so to speak, compared with what can be known, or, for that matter, what others know. The bottom line is, as hard as it is for me to say, that every idiot in the world, and there are many, knows at least one or two things that you or me doesn't know. Which brings me up to the story today. I hope you enjoy. Pays to think. It was a busy time of year at our farm. We had just brought in some peaches from the orchard and parked a tractor and trailer under a tree which kept the sun off the fruit. Well, said Dad, I think we're going to be needing some more baskets. I thought for sure we had enough in the barn to last the day, but when I went to load the trailer with him this morning, I noticed that we were almost all out. With that, Dad and I walked over to the truck and 
headed on up to the basket factory, which wasn't too far from our farm. It should be noted that I didn't have the chance through life, like most others, to spend a lot of time with her father, for reasons beyond my control. But when I did get a chance to be with him, I sure enjoyed and made the most of it. And you know, as much as I would have loved to have more time with my dad, he did give me something of great importance. And what would that be? Well, I'll tell you. He believed in me. Actually, more than I believed in myself. I suppose me telling you all this uh, doesn't mean much, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Anyways, when we arrived at the basket factory, Dad and I went inside, and the old feller at the desk told us the baskets we needed were being stored over at the old train station, which they were renting from the town. Dad, he, now he said... That was a good idea, as he believed that a lot of these old buildings showed what the people were made of years ago, not to forget the material and craftsmanship that were used to build these places. There's something like our old barns, he went on to say. They were designed and built to be as strong as possible and to last as long as possible. They are an inheritance, so to speak, left to us by our parents, before us, and to care for them, respect them, and appreciate them shows their builders the respect they deserve. <laughs> I'm not sure what the feller at the desk thought, but he nodded his head as if to say, yep, you're right. And you know, I don't really think Dad cared what he thought, to be honest with you. He just figured it was something that needed to be said. After a bit more chatting, we went back to our truck and headed on over to the old train station wasn't too far, maybe a 10-minute drive. When there, we went inside, and Dad got talking to the fellow that was in charge and told him how many baskets we would be needing. Knowing that, he climbed up into the top floor of the building and handed them down to us through a hole, which was in the floor. Dad, he piled them up on the deck below, and I started to carry them out to the truck. Doing so made me feel like a man, even though I was only five years old. After we had them loaded, another fellow that worked there got to telling Dad about this big old hornet's nest that hung up under the front of the train station. Huge thing, he said, and so far this year I got stung four times. Well, Dad, he listened, and a fellow that also lived there in town, and sometimes a bit of a braggart, decided to speak up. If you got a problem with them bees, I can get rid of them for you. It will only take me a few minutes, and they will be gone. And I won't charge you that much either. The fellow that worked at the station kind of looked at my dad, and I thought I saw my dad nonchalantly shaking his head in disagreement. But the fellow being stung a few times said, All right, when can you do it? I'll come by later on tonight, as the bees aren't out bothering the fellow at that time. They agreed, and everyone went on their way, including us. When we got back home, we took the baskets we had just bought and out to the fields where the pickers we hired were working and spread them out for them. Once done, we got busy doing other things that needed doing, and the day moved forward. Later on, Dad and I were enjoying some quiet time, resting our stomachs after the big meal we had just eaten. If I remember correctly, I would say it was around nine at night when we heard the siren at the fire department. Hmm, said Dad. I wonder what's happening. Maybe I should go and have a look. Maybe I could be of some help. I asked if I could go too, and he said, Sure, why not? Climb up in the truck, which I did. 
Once in, Dad started her up and we headed on into town. Ahead of us, we could see a huge red area that lit up the night sky. The fire looks like it's down by the railway tracks, Dad said. Yep, sure does. I wonder what's happening. On arriving, we saw that the old train station was up in flames. Taking a closer look, we saw that they were doing their best in trying to put it out, but with no water readily available at the time, and the old station being so dry, it was a losing battle. Dad and I couldn't do much, so we just hung around, staying out of the way, chatting to a few folks we knew. After a bit, a fireman walked over to where Dad was standing, and Dad asked him how it got started. He just looked at Dad and said, Well, Earl, you won't believe this, but a fellow here in town decided he was going to get rid of that hornet's nest that has been pestering the people that work there. What's that got to do with the fire, Dad asked. Well, here's the thing. The feller decided he would light up the torch, hold it under the hive, and burn the nest, including the bees, which turned out to be not a good idea, as above the hive they stored straw, and, well, a spark got in there, and within seconds the whole darn place went up. And with all them wooden baskets and straw, as you can see, it's impossible to put out. The only thing we can really do, since we don't have hardly any water, is to try to stop it from getting to the other building, and then stand back and let it burn itself out. Son of a gun, said Dad. You know, I overheard them talking earlier today, and I kind of thought he might try to do something crazy. I maybe should have tried to steer them in a different direction when I was there. Too late now, though. After a bit more chatting to folks and watching the fire, we decided to leave, as there wasn't much more that could be done. On our way home, looking over at me, Dad said, Jordan, it never ceases to amaze me how some folks think, or in this place, don't think. Why in tarnation would a fellow hold a torch up under a roof loaded with old dry baskets and straws? Shaking his head, he finished saying, One thing is for certain, it just goes to show you that some people seem to have an endless supply of stupid. So, there you have it, the night we lost our old train station. There is one good thing that came out of all this, though. They got rid of the hornet's nest. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com, in ebooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time, stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcasts, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story 
by George Walters. <laughs>